0: come on guys we turned out okay the modern parents guide to old school parenting i want to hang upside down from the swing set welcome to we turned out okay with host karen Locke cole i want to climb to the top of that tree And now, here's your host, Karen Locke-Cole. Welcome to episode 25, the Your Child Explained, understanding what's going on in your kid's head episode. So every other week, we have a guest interview on Tuesdays, and then the Thursday of that week is when we do these Your Child Explained. Because while there are many, many great takeaways for us adults in the Tuesday guest episode, the Thursday Your Child Explain, that comes after it is about Your Child Explained. It's about understanding what's happening in your kid's head. And today's is actually called understanding what's going on in your kid's head. Because on Tuesday's show, we had this amazing guest, Wesley Chapman. It was such a great show with a lot of takeaways for you. Um, Wes Chapman has an amazing story. It's very inspirational. He started off, he had a really rough, rough young life. And what he's ended up doing with it, it, you know, after he, after he sort of has grown up, and he lived through some terrible, terrible things when he was a kid. And he didn't, he didn't kill himself, you know, right? He didn't, he didn't, uh, he didn't, like self abuse he didn't take drugs and and just i don't know go off into a street alley and die or something like that he really he survived and thrived and what he does now as a grown up is he helps kids who are at risk of suicide or cutting or you know kids who've had who've been through terrible terrible things he helps them thrive with his with his project, it's called a human project. And I didn't realize this until I interviewed him, but human is, you know, you can think of it as all caps, human for him is an acronym. And uh, it's like each letter in the word human is pertains to one aspect of how Wesley is helping kids, these, you know, these kind of youth who are really, really at risk, how he's helping them Thrive. And actually the word thrive, I suspect that might be an acronym too, because he is doing a live event for not for those kids, but for the rest of us in Las Vegas in October. So if you're listening to this in real time, you have the chance to go to his event called Thrive. And it's for people who want to To be entrepreneurs, it's it's all these different aspects, and and, you know, if you listen to the Tuesday episode this past one, you could hear about you can hear more about that. But it's called Thrive, and it's to help people who want to uh, become entrepreneurs, get ahead in life, make a little money. um, Be, but I think more than money, to be happy, to like to to. He's going to have a lot of great speakers and um, seminars on on gratitude and, and, and how to be happy and how to help the people around you be happy. And yes, financially as well as everything else. Um, and the great thing about it is that all of the proceeds from Thrive, all these people, that, like he's got some amazing speakers who are giving of their time and they're volunteering their time. And uh, everything that the event makes, all of the money that the event makes is going to be, Put into a human project so that so that Wes Chapman and his team can help more kids who are at risk. And anyway, that was that was an amazing show. It was amazing to speak with Wesley. It's amazing to be able to share that interview with you. You can go back and listen to it. It's episode twenty four of We Turned Out Okay. And as I said before, the word human for Wes has a really interesting. it, it is a really interesting acronym. And today we're going to, in this Your Child Explained, we're going to talk about just the you in human, because its meaning is understanding. And Wesley talks about understanding kids, like having a kid know that you understand them is a real gateway into into helping that kid. And it always makes me think of, in fact, it didn't even make me think of it while we were talking, while Wes and I were talking, but I didn't get the chance to say this. It makes me think of the movie The Breakfast Club, which if you haven't watched it recently, you should go back and watch it. Um, We're almost ready to let our kids who are now 11 and 15 watch it. And I I can't wait for that day. Anyway, um, there's a part in it where there's a really quite a chilling part where one of the guys talks about how his parents ignore him. Like, and you just get the feeling that, that that is the worst thing as a parent. Like watching it as a parent was very different than watching it as a kid. As a kid, I was totally just identifying with, you know, um, I probably most identified with, <laughs> I forget her name, Mayor Winningham, that's her name. I probably most identified with her. She's like the total misfit. And I, while I was not that outwardly misfittish in school, I really felt like her a lot of the time where I just felt like I don't, I don't you know I don't understand everybody else around me but anyway that's a that's a real aside so this idea that ignoring them ignoring a kid is like the worst thing that you could do When we when we when Ben and I watched this um I don't know a year or so ago and I just remember we like paused the movie at that part where um where they say they ignore us and we just looked at each other and we were like we are not ignoring our kids we could do a lot of damage to them in other ways and we you know that we don't mean to i think every kid has once they grow up, they unpack those like things that happened in their childhood and they look back and go, you know, that's why I'm like this kind of a thing. But um, one thing that we will not do is we will not ignore them. And the way that you don't ignore them is you, under- you show them that you understand them. You, you, you help them by just being empathetic. That's what our show is about today. When we're examining the mind of our child, when we're looking at what's going on in our kid's head we want to we know looking into their heads that what they want is to be understood no matter how young they are what our kids want is to be understood and helping you communicate that you understand helping you show your child that empathy is what we're going to get into today a little bit it's it's i think in some ways it's not easy It's very easy to, you've had a long day, it's four o'clock, five o'clock in the afternoon, which is like that witching hour. It still is, by the way, you know, even when they're 11 and 15, even when you're 44, like me, five o'clock is still the goddamn witching hour. It's crazy. Um, And I can remember being in like childbirth classes and they and, and them saying, Oh, you know, that's, that's the witching hour. It's it's the toughest time of the day. And it really is true. Like, you know, Back from when they'd be perfectly happy at 3 p.m. And everybody's doing their thing and you're, you're, I don't know, you're singing songs together. And then, I don't know, there's some kind of a sugar drop at five that, that even if it's not all every day, the worst day ever, the mood is generally a little lower at five than it was at three or four. It's just interesting. And, um, that's really not what it's about. Today's show is not about like the witching hour, but it is about, uh, Helping, like understanding what's going on in there so that we can, we can, what's the word, Um, work better with that child. So I have a friend, my friend Bridgie from episode zero, if you want to know our story you can go back and listen to episode zero. It's the podcaster's story. And because I had four really, really great friends growing up, and we are still incredibly close, and they got together with me one night, and there was some wine, and there was some fantastic food, and there were a lot of laughs. And we recorded episode zero, which is about the life of the podcaster, traditionally. And so Bridgie is one of those people who got to be in that episode and share her story and um, today I want to talk about her because when I was in graduate school, she was having her firstborn child. And I can remember when we would get together with them when when Kelsey, her name was her name was Kelsey. Hi, Kelsey. When she was one, two, three years old. Um, she, like every kid, would have would have fits about stuff. She would just have these tremendous tantrums in. And, and we, you know, because we were close, we got to be there for some of them. And although maybe be there, got to be there is the wrong word. I don't know. But, um, but as a student in early childhood education, I have to say it was really interesting to see the interactions between Bridget, the mom and Kelsey, the daughter. And they would come at such interesting times, like, um, you know, when, when you're not expecting it, you've, you've, you've come upon a uh, a bunch of cars lined up in a row or you've come upon a, a pile of videos, actually like say three piles of DVDs that are just sitting on your floor or uh, clothes that are plopped. But, but uh, I mean, according to you, they look plopped, right? But according to the child, they're put there for a reason. You know, the cars are in that order because they like the way that they look um, or the pattern that they make the the dvds are in different stacks because um or piles i guess not stacks necessarily with a little one because they like the colors that they made you know um this pile is full of that color and this pile is full of smiling people and whatever um the clothes are well to be honest with you clothes are generally plopped (laughs) we have to teach our kids how to put clothes in the dirty clothes bin right but a lot of these other things Kids want things to be a certain way and you can't, I mean, we like things to be a certain way too, right? But um, with Bridget and Kelsey, what would happen is Kelsey would put, she, I can remember one night we were at the kitchen table and I don't remember, I remember that there were different colors of things. I feel like maybe it was Easter eggs or something and Kelsey would come along and just, you you know, we would all be sitting there talking and Kelsey would wander up in her like three-year-old way. And she would just move stuff around. And Bridget had just gotten it set up the way that she wanted it or needed it to be. Um, and Kelsey would would just move stuff. And, and Bridget would be like, what are you doing? I just put those things the way I needed them to be. And Kelsey would be like, for a while, she would cry. I mean, like the first two or three times she would just sort of she'd she'd, you know, have a, a small fit. And then she would wander off and or Bridget would redirect her or something like that. And then she'd come back and she'd do it again. And finally, um, we realized that what she was doing was she wanted things to be arranged by color. So whatever it was, I feel like it was Easter eggs. Do you remember, Bridgie what it was? Anyway, whatever it was, Kels wanted it to look this specific way because of the colors. And so so Bridget was able to say, oh, my gosh, is that what it is? Is it the colors? And you could just see relief all over Kelsey's face and however they were arranged they got rearranged so that they were the way that they were they were arranged so that Bridget had them the way that she needed them in other words they weren't rolling all over the floor or table or whatever but they were they were sorted by color kelsey really liked things sorted by color and once bridge understood that you know the tantrums got a lot better i'm not i mean obviously kids still have tantrums it's it's going to happen people but but if you can take what 25 percent 50 percent of the tantrums away by knowing what's happening in there at that moment that's an amazing thing right and and so I guess I want this episode to be partly about like this fact that getting inside your child's head is going to help you uh have a better life a calmer a less fit filled, fit filled, fit filled life right but there's other reasons to do that too um And I'm sure you're thinking of some of them now. For one, everybody wants to be understood. I mean, the look on Kelsey's face when her mom got it was so full of relief. She was like, we are connecting now. Like, she gets it. Thank goodness. I can relax because somebody understands me. (laughs) Everybody wants to be understood and to have their ideas honored. And it just... Like when you do that, when you can put the letter U in human, when you can understand and honor their ideas, it can help you know your child better. It can help you laugh more together and have more fun. Like it can help you just stand back and go, holy mackerel, I got a really smart kid. You know, when um, when my Jason was young and this wasn't ever an issue, I think, because we were we did understand him from a really young age. He's always had this thing about. Um, he's always had this thing about wanting blocks or markers or whatever arranged in patterns. Like he used to love putting things in really deliberate circles or hexagons or things like that. And he would even do it like one day we were at the soccer field, we were cheering Max on at the soccer field and Jay was like two. He was, he was almost pre-verbal and he was gathering up these little rocks. And then we looked down after, I don't know, halfway through the game And these little rocks are arranged in the most beautiful pattern. I wish I'd had a smartphone at that point so that I could have taken a picture of it. And it's just like this little mind. And once you can understand that and see what's in there, it's just so neat. And like for a very different example, when Max was little, he's now 15, but when he was really small, he used to invent entire worlds in his head and... It was always before I understood that it was really frustrating for me because I would want like I I always played when I played as a kid. I played with little people or little blocks or I'd make, you know, stuffed animals talk to each other or I would do these things where I was acting stuff out and it was in my head. Yes, but it was also with toys, with physical things that I could hold in my hands and manipulate and, and move around and stuff. And so I would want to do that with Max when he was two or one or three or whatever I would I'd be like come on down let's play on the floor let's make these people talk to each other or whatever and he just was totally not into that and I was sad like it made me really sad you know he did do that sometimes but much more often he would read a book or um I don't know come upon a scene that I had set up on the floor in desperation (laughs) with Playmobil or something and he the wheels would start turning in his head and he'd go into his room. And I don't know, a little while later, 5, 10, 15 minutes later, he'd come out and he'd be like, Mom, come see what's in my room. And and he would invite me in, he'd sort of pull me into his room. And he'd be like, Okay, we have to get into the elevator. And he'd walk over to a shelf, and he'd push a button. And he'd be like, Okay, now we're going down. And he'd be like, Okay, the elevator door is opening. And now we're in my building basement. And like, whatever we had been whatever he'd read about or seen, he would put in his this place that he had called his building basement, which was accessed by an elevator. And, you know, we're all we're standing in his room. Right. And it it once I realized that, as you know, he had the building basement from before he could talk, I'm sure of it, because that was just how he worked. But I didn't he was probably five before he was really able to, to sort of articulate a story like I was just saying, where he could be like, now we're in the elevator and now we're coming to the bottom floor and now we're getting off and look, here's the time machine and here's the this and here's where the dinosaurs are. And um, but in the years before that, I was just like, God, he doesn't play with anything like what's wrong with him, right? (laughs) And once I understood all of the stuff that was going on in his head, I was blown away And, and this is what I kind of want to leave you with the look on his face when he saw me understanding that we really were in his building basement, that we really were in this world that he's created in his head, that he understood that I'm now there too. It was such a relief for him. It was such a moment of, oh, she gets it. That's what this episode is about. You got to understand what's going on inside your child's head. Because it forges such a much more deep connection with your child. And what is life for but deep connections with the few people that we are privileged to, to be close with, right? I mean, think about that. It's just it's just so important and wonderful when, when, when you have that moment of, oh, they get it. <laughs> That's what I want to leave you with. That's this week's Your Child Explained. I really hope it helped you. Um, it's helping me, to be honest with you. What's funny about these is going back and just taking a look into the the early days of, of my boys um, and sharing these stories with you so that you can benefit from them as well, so that we're all, so that it's helping explain all our children. Um, I hope it does help you, and if it does, please let me know. You can go to weturnedoutokay. dot com slash contact or or email me Karen at we turned out okay. Um, I would love it if you'd help others find us with your iTunes review. The way that iTunes works is if we we and we have had lots of great reviews, and I thank you so 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 much for them. Um, if we keep them coming, then iTunes will share the podcast it'll put it iTunes will put the podcast in front of more eyeballs basically and that means that more parents can can get the benefit of what what we're learning about here so Um, Please help others with your iTunes review and rating Um, or share your favorite episode in your favorite social media space. That's a big, huge help, too, because then you're you're sharing it with your friends. Right. And they're getting the benefit as well. And just thank you so much for listening. It means so much to me that you have me in your ears right now. I really cannot thank you enough. And a special thanks today to our producer, the man who radiated empathy and understanding from the first moment that I shook his hand, 18-time winner of the Husband of the Year Award, Benjamin Culp. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next time. Do you have a question about something your kid is doing that is driving you crazy? Well, don't let that continue. As Gordon from Sesame Street always says, asking questions is a good way of finding something out. Put my master's degree in early childhood education and years of experience working with young children to work for you. Go to weturnedoutok.com contact or email me at karen at Or ask your question on the Facebook fan page, which is the weturnedoutok okay podcast page or Instagram at we Turned Out Okay, or on Twitter at Stone Age Techie, or you can even snail mail it to me, Karen locke Culp, P.O. Box 61, Bellingham, Massachusetts, 02019. And you'll get your question answered here on a future Your Child Explained episode. We'll see you here for the next episode of We Turned Out OK. Thanks so much for listening.